said Nintendo president. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm not going to try to pronounce that. But also indicates that an entirely new generation of gamers is eager wait, to... Wait, 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 wait. That's his name? I'm not going to try to pronounce it? Yes, because I'm not going to try to pronounce it because I already sound stupid enough as it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's a sound bite right there. Uh, <laughs> no, don't. Don't. No, no, no. Don't use it as a sound bite. Uh, don't use that. I'm telling you, you better not use it as a sound bite. Or what? <laughs> Gerald. Or what? Don't be. <laughs> would I do something like that? <laughs> yeah, you would do something like that too. Go back on your soapbox. Okay. to Game Source Podcast 84. 84? 84. 84. 84. 84. I'm pretty sure it's 84. 84. 84, and it's just the original Game Source crew. Just like number one. Just Deja like, vu. Just like oh, hold on. Let's go back into memory land. Back to a time... When things were much simpler in video gaming. <laughs> when not every other game was being delayed. When next gen was current gen. And current gen was next gen. And there was no next gen to be thinking about because it was current gen. And when Angry Nick wasn't so angry. <laughs> no. And it was a pleasant time to be on the Game Source podcast. And then we have now, we come back to Earth and reality, and we're back to present day, and it's us. Yes, 82 podcasts later. You mean 84? Whatever. Have we destroyed the internet yet? <laughs> Not quite. Okay. Imagine well, us, seriously, looking back, on, looking back on where we started, and where GameSource originated, and where it is now, and we've come a long way, man. Uh, yes, we have. We have uh, earned the ire of, uh, at times, several thousands of people across the Internet. Uh, we've had hate mail from all over the world. Uh, we've had compliments from all over the world. So we've pretty much just are falling in line with every other video game website on the planet. So that's awesome. Wait a minute. Where are we getting hate mail from? Um, I've sent you emails before. Oh, I see. <laughs> must have. There you go. Must put a mental block on that. Yes, absolutely. 
but go ahead. Anyways, so, well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We need to give a proper intro to our news. Well, before we even hit hit our our you know what's the going on the topic. Oh yes, 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 yes. Let's talk about let's talk about Angry Nick Shark Week and and I think on our latest plus ones that have come out you know from our own Seven Valkyrie, uh, which you can listen to on our plus one page or on our free mobile app, which you can download by clicking on Chris's face at the front page at yourgamesource.com, By the way, uh, nice show, I I might add, but uh, you just had to get that plug in, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. If I won't, if I don't do it, who will? Um, I just was trying to to remember how many days in a week there are, and, <laughs> and I'm, I want to thank Sam for clarifying that that a week's worth of shows it does not constitute just three days. You know, and, I don't want to hear it. I know it was supposed to be four days. I fell through on the last one. Actually, it was supposed to have been five, you promised me, I think. No, and, I did not say five days. That's why I said four, four. <laughs> no, but then you told me you were going to do two more, more, more. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, anyways, I want to thank uh, Sam for doing the anti-Nick Shark Week plus ones uh, all this week being played. And then if they, you know, you if you missed... The original Angry Nick Shark Week last week, you missed his actual three podcasts, which we unfortunately couldn't stretch out over five days because that would have been a full week. But anyways. You know what? I think the three days were the content made up for the five days. Well, you weren't quite so angry on that second and third one. Yeah, I guess I I really was. Oh, and I know because, you know, Seventh Valkyrie, uh, she may in her next ones that are going to be played, should be actually hearing this by now. By the time you hear this podcast, they should already be up. She might call you out on that too, young man. What, that I'm not angry enough anymore? I'm not saying anything. I'm just, just, just saying, as Cor would say, just saying. Angry Nick might be milling it out. <laughs> can't do that, my friend. You can't do that. Yeah, I know. I have, I have, I have an image and a notorious reputation to keep up, right? <laughs> well, you, yeah. The fans you need to hate. The fans need to hate somebody. They might, might as well be me. You can't be angry, Nick, and and just be not angry. So I know. I, I can't be the bark without the bite. Yes. Anyway, pressing on. The Halloween special. That's right. Ooh. Well, go ahead. You just say it. Go ahead. The Halloween special. <laughs> Game Source Halloween special. <laughs> I can't keep my composure. The Game Source Halloween special podcast. You know, the one we do every year where I inevitably get hit with some kind of shopping cart or object that Gerald seems or deems necessary to strike me with. Hopefully this year we it will be something more, I don't know, creative. However, uh, on the 23rd, you can tune I'll in. just hit you in the head. Okay, that'll work. On the 23rd, if there was some way for you to tune in live, or if you are a Vegas local listening, we would like to send an invite to all of our Game Source people. Please join us. No, seriously, uh, Gerald, I, I think, uh, I don't know, would you like to extend that invite to others? 
Yes, if you're in the Las Vegas area and you're going to be there and you're going to be available on the 23rd of October, please head on over at 9 p.m. at the town square, right in the middle of town almost, right on the strip, Las Vegas Boulevard, about maybe half a mile away from the Mandalay Bay uh, in that huge town square shopping mall. We're right in front. It's Spirit Halloween. Come on in and be part of all the spooky fun. You'll get to meet uh, some of the great people that's part of our staff, and you'll have a great time with us because every year we seem to go overboard in so many different ways. Yes, yes, and hopefully Gerald will get will get dinner, <laughs> at least for us. What? what? <laughs> I'm going to hit you twice. Anyway, so um, like Gerald said, uh, and like I said, of course, Join us if you are a Las Vegas local at, on the 23rd at Spirit Halloween. Again, that's Spirit Halloween at Town Square, located right off where near the, where the Mandalay Bay is. So anyway, for those of you who wish you could join us, you could join us digitally after we upload this podcast. Sorry. And upload that one as well. Yes. And that's the best we can do. Yes. So anyway, uh, well, what else have we got planned on the docket? Onward and upward. What? That's well, right. Hold on. Hold I'm on. excited to get into Watch Dogs. Not yet. Not yet. Down boy. Down boy. And I just want to make sure everybody knows we've also got our world-famous Game of the Year podcast coming up later this year. Our reports on our usual Black Friday podcast. And if you need any updates on what to get this holiday season... I will again this year dedicate a page to the Black Friday ads. I will try to see what we can do to get the latest and greatest news up right away as they come out because you know it always gets leaked onto the internet early on what to get. And I just want to make sure that everyone knows out there that we will be making a page again this year that dedicates itself to getting all the latest updates on what to get this holiday season on our Black Friday page. And that will be up going up again this year, courtesy of your friends at yourgamesource.com. Okay. Can we get to now, 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 now we can get to the new, the new, the new, the new, the Truthfully, was one of the games I was actually looking forward to. I know. I know that's hard to believe. I know it's actually hard to believe that there is a game out there that I actually do look forward to coming out. And actually do have some pleasant things to say about. However, However. every good thing inevitably seems to come a bad thing. The one of probably few good games that were going to be a 2013 release was unfortunately pushed to a 2014 release. Watch Dogs had been... If I could talk. Watch Dogs had been one of the most anticipated new games of 2013 and it just became one of the most anticipated games of 2014. Ubisoft announced Tuesday that the release of the title had been pushed back until at least spring of next year. Ubisoft... What are you freaking thinking? They stated our ambition from the start with Watch Dogs has been to deliver something that embodies what we wanted to see in the next generation of gaming. Then you should have freaking released it this year. 
Attributed to Watchdog's development team, it is with in mind that we've made a tough decision to delay the release of Spring 2014. Apparently not tough enough. Set in Chicago. For those of you who don't know, watch the trailer. Wow, what a concept. Watchdogs presents a world in Chicago in which governing forces – sorry, minor interruption there – presents a world in which governing forces are spying on citizens with hidden surveillance systems and guns that are easy to come by. Yes, well, we may be heading to that. Games uh, Gamers play as the protagonist, Aiden Pierce, who has the ability to hack into mobile phones or homes of anyone he passes, pulling up arrest warrants or seemingly – well, Ronnie's details, it's so, you know, blah, 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 blah. I can get into the whole synopsis here, but I'm not going to. So, um, basically, bottom line is, is that, I, I don't know, Gerald, do you have any insight as to why Ubisoft would have made the decision to push this to a 2014 release, especially with all the hype with the PlayStation, uh, I was going to say PlayStation 1, it is too, way too late tonight. Uh, Hello. PlayStation 4. Hello. What? Hello. <laughs> and I thought, and you thought I was senile. <laughs> All right, Father Time, why don't you fill us in on why Ubisoft decided to do this and why they are claiming it was a hard decision? Because apparently, well. Well, you know, unlike. Unlike you, at least I know next gen doesn't mean that I'm getting a Pong set for for Christmas. So, you know, you are going backwards in time at this rate. So, <laughs> next thing your your next gen, your you know what you might think is next gen is an abacus. Anyways, let's go into it. Uh, Ubisoft on a conference call yesterday to shareholders because remember it is a publicly traded company announced that the crew. An upcoming game uh, was going to also was going to be delayed till 2014. Oh yeah, and that other game, Watch Dogs, one of the most anticipated games of the year, one of the most anticipated games of the year, one of the most looked forward to titles of this year. That's also being pushed back to uh, fiscal year 2014, which would be placed at, you know, any time after April 1st. So it could be like an, you know, oh, it could be a title that was in the range of the April, May, because a lot of, you know, some titles like to come out in May, like Bioshock Infinite and whatnot. Remember Tomb Raider came out late April also as well. It could come out in June because, you know, The Last of Us proved that you can sell titles and you can push through through games in June. But they also, you know, that could also lead to speculation that the game could be pushed even into the fall. Um, but at this point in time, I think it's probably be at least an April, May, or June hit because I know PlayStation Four and also the Xbox One, those next gen, those next gen systems will actually be probably targeting and hoping and probably strongly trying to convince Ubisoft to try and release it uh, before before halfway, before at least E3. Let's just put it that way. Because Titanfall, uh, Titanfall was said was supposed to be set this in next this coming spring. I think that's um, if that stays an exclusive for Microsoft, I think they're going to put that push that heavily uh, along with Halo as their uh, fall I, holiday titles. I still I, I I still don't see what the tremendous appeal about Titanfall is. I I mean I I really wasn't entirely impressed with it. It's seemed like just a mech assault game. 
know, it's Call of Duties with mechs, with the with the parkour. It just seemed to capture the uh, the attention of of the fan base at large, and it's and it's something that you know if it's done correctly. Um, possibly could take a large market share from those people that are fatigued with uh, the whole Call of Duty and Battlefield experience. But well, getting back to getting back to Watch Dogs, which, like I said, was one of at one time earlier before GTA, I had uh, actually had some meeting with some analysts and I had noted to them that actually oh, I had I had a meeting with some important people. Uh, in the business world, uh, dealing with video games, and, and stated that you know my research had uncovered that Watch Dogs was one of the threeest, three highest uh, pre-ordered games for next gen, uh, right there with Call of Duty, and also as well, uh, you could probably throw in Assassin's Creed Four, Black Flag, also throw in Battlefield Four. It just tells me that that Ubisoft felt that the game for some wrong reason even though there had been playable demos at at several events this year that the game probably as a whole something was meshing maybe it was the online experience uh for multiplayer maybe they maybe they were scared that that gta 5 has has taken all the mustard off the hot dog that is open world gaming right now and figured that you know okay they took mustard and added the relish well what I'm saying is that it, um, you know, people they bought an open world game. This is maybe this is their, maybe this is their one open world purchase already, and they don't want they don't want to go ahead and buy Watch Dogs uh, because it's an open world experience, or maybe they were afraid that that it would be compared yeah, well, too closely to because Watch Dogs is so much better than freaking GTA. Well, anyways, that that people would compare it to GTA, and that's all they would do. So maybe. You know, releasing it next year would would be able to try and find its own identity. There's a lot of other in, uh, reasons, but there's a bigger picture here with Ubisoft because Ubisoft has been hurt, hurt financially severely because of this decision to move it to next year. Well, their Gerald. shares. Well, hold on, their shares f- fell twenty percent upon the news. They also announced that the Splinter Cell blacklist and also as well. Rayman Legends both are have disappointed and been a little bit underwhelming. Not failures by any stretch of imagination, but they have not hit their target at this point in time as far as their sales are concerned. So for that, in that sense, it it really is disappointing for Ubisoft to really. I'm sure they've had to agonize over the decision, but they felt I guess the game as a whole is not either ready or they're they're really just really scared of being under the shadow of GTA similar to games that have you know pushed themselves into another there there's been games that we we can count like the mass effects like the last of yeah, us but, like but the Bio- hold on hold on by like rockstar the bioshock infinite screws up rockstar again screws up another good game release then well, well hold on hold on we don't know that for sure i'm just speculating just speculating here but remember there's games been games like the mass effect 3s the the Last of Us, the Bioshock Infinite, who strangely, even though those games looked like they were ready and mysteriously moved to the next year, possibly to avoid the the shadow of being under Call of Duty and those those anticipated titles. I personally would have kept myself on the holiday because I think sales-wise, more people, more of the general consumer base are going to be apt to buy 
more titles and spend more money on video games during the holiday season than any other point. So a game like Watch Dogs, I think, would benefit strongly from that base. But that's, again, that's just my opinion. So to get it out of the holiday season, I think, was a very agonizing decision. But ultimately, it's the one Ubisoft made. And do I think it's the right one? Well, if it's based on a, if it's because the game doesn't have the polish necessary to to release it, then then I think it was the right move. If it was for some other reason, whatnot, I I probably would have disagreed with it. So Nick, uh, yeah, I sorry to interrupt you, so I'll, I'll let you share your thoughts with everyone. No, it's just you know, and 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 again, I know I know that's that's based on speculation, but you know that's just really freaking irritating because GTA is is not Watch Dogs looked better than GTA. The, the game the game just looks better, and, and I'm just so sick of all the publicity that GTA gets. It, you know, the game it's just like every other release. Every other release, it's just Grand Theft Auto. That's it. The same open world garbage that was in all the other games. And, you know, it's just it's aggravating when you look at a game that has. And I understand taking in comparison between the open world that Watch Dogs presents and the open world that GTA presents. Just looking and 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 having not, of course, looked at the full expanse of you know the the. The full expanse of the game of, of Watch Dogs, I, I think, I think Watch Dogs approaches the open world in a different, more realistical, realistical sense. I, I I don't know. I mean, just I guess the reason why Watch Dogs appeals to me more is is that one, I feel like it's a darker game and not necessarily in a in a sinister sense. However, I mean more along the lines where it's it's kind of a darker, more uh, I, I think you have more of a sense of, of realism, and 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 the other thing that I guess is um, is appealing is that looking at the way the the government works in in today's society, and I think that it, they've really applied a physic to that game, um, or or a set of physics to that game that that makes it um, intriguing, and that makes you you know that kind of compels you to want to immerse yourself in that gameplay environment, and. And you know, truthfully, I, I'm I was I'm actually pretty psyched to you know get an opportunity to play that game. So you know, it's a really it, it is a disappointment. And, and truth be told, it is a disappointment that they ended up pushing that game because that that could have that could have been that could have really had some tremendous potential to be up there with the the game of the year. And um, you know, now that you now that you had mentioned that, I mean that that's a great point. You know, it's like hey, let's weigh our options. Does the game bomb because we chose to release it during the same year that Grand Theft Auto, uh, Grand Theft Crap, was released? Or hey, do we take a twenty point you know decrease in our in our stocks from our you know from you know from our shareholders and uh, you know make dissatisfy a bunch of people, make a lot of people unhappy, push the game till next year, release it when we don't have as uh, as much of a competitive. Uh, market out there and 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 have s- sales skyrocket i i don't know from a marketing perspective that really could potentially be a really good plan maybe not in the short term form but you know as you stated Gerald, with their financial situation i don't know if this was something that was realistic for them to to 
to really to make to make this decision on considering you know considering the fact of the financial impact it's going to have for them. Yeah, it's a severe final financial impact for this year, and you know Ubisoft in order to make that call to do so to delay the game and push the game into, into mid twenty fourteen at the earliest something had to happen, and I just to me I. I I don't think the GTA Shadow would have been enough, even though you know they've made a billion dollars out uh, already out of the gate. I think they're, that the game itself, Watch Dogs, especially because it was coming to next gen, would have probably been one of the most sought after titles upon next gen system release. So I, I I'm kind of I, re- I kind of disappointed, really disappointed, because it actually was the the game I was going to get with my PS4 that I've already pre ordered. Yeah, and I just I, I just think it's um. You know, I, I, I mean, I think the game is just different. And, and I know we've had this discussion on podcasts before. And, and I really think uh, – I'm not going to rehash what, what we've said and been saying, continue to say. Is I, I think one major component um, – and maybe I didn't, you know, uh, maybe I didn't communicate it in this way before. But I think one major component that video games are lacking nowadays is just, you know um, – a new creative touch, uh, an innovative idea and concept. And I know that after, you know, years and years of making games, you can, you can only come up with so many new things, but, but it's, it's kind of maybe taking old things and, and reworking them in new ways that, that make, you know, Oh, Hey, I mean, that concept was cool 10 years ago, but wow, they kind of just redid that and made it like totally cool again. And I mean, you know, I, I just, I look at Watch Dogs and, and even, you know, looking at the uh, – I mean just looking at, looking at some of the trailers, some of the gameplay trailers and, and how you really have to utilize – I mean you, you really – it takes, it takes a certain skill set to, to be able to, to get out of certain situations in the game and, and to be able to, you know, uh, rework and move security cameras by hacking into them simply off your phone to – you know, to, to help give directions to somebody who's trying to get away from the cops. I, I mean, that I, that's a pretty freaking cool concept, and and uh, that I, I'm really I'm really bummed about that. I, I was really, I mean, provided that I'd probably come, be coming over to Gerald's house to watch and play it, but still, you know, I I, I think uh, I think that was a terrible decision. I don't let you in my house. Yeah, I know. We 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 don't need to talk about that on air, Gerald. <laughs> you just did. Oh, well, yeah, you better edit this out. <laughs> like hell I will. <laughs> yes, just let the world know why. Yes, ah, yeah, that's right. Nobody wants to get into that. <laughs> no, I, I conveniently hit the mute button at the right time. Oh, yeah, I bet. Anyway, so we're not, we're not going to be a dead horse on, on that topic. However, you know, point being... Um, I think the question that we really wanted to hit home was, was um, is this going to help or, or hurt them? Um, I think it's – I think long-term – and I, I really strategically don't know their marketing plan. I think long-term they're either uh, – you're, you're absolutely right, Gerald. They're either one, they don't feel the game is ready for release. Um, however, I figured if, if – they felt it wasn't ready for release. They probably would have shared that information with their shareholders. Um, however, or two, if their marketing decision was based on, you know, the release of Grand Theft Auto and being uh, potentially overshadowed 
and and in fear of uh, of a of a soft release instead of a powerful one, um, they decided to push it. Um, really shame on them because that I really think that's going to hurt them long term. So, um, but that aside, um, I think we wanted to touch on one thing before we get into the Pokemon thing. Um, uh, Gerald, did you already? I know you kind of went into the uh, about you know Ubisoft a little bit in regards to uh, well. Well, I think it's a bit like I said. It's a bigger, not just a bigger picture. I mean, the 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 actual conference call itself and the update to their shareholders was was really kind of grim, you know, because we had had you and I had thought, and along with many other pundits, had thought that Ubisoft was a top shelf and was a top tier uh, publisher. You know, they we yeah. consider I still consider them a top tier publisher at this time. I mean. They have count just you can just count uh, uh, so many, uh, Far Cry, Just Dance, Assassin's Creed, you know, just this potential of Watch Dogs, Splinter Cell, obviously Rainbow Six, you know, all these, uh, pretty much any shoot of the late Tom Clancy. And by the way, Tom Clancy, rest in peace, my friend. Uh, you did a lot <laughs> of great things as far as providing us us fans with a whole bunch of entertainment and. I, this is the first time I gotten a chance to to remind us about exactly all the great things that he provided for us. And without him, we wouldn't have uh, a lot of the games and movies that that we've enjoyed over the past twenty five twenty to twenty five years. So, so uh, our condolences to his family on his loss, and and hopefully for we can just enjoy his work for for many years to come. So and I uh, hopefully with you know each new reiteration of a Splinter Cell or a Rainbow Six uh, or even more you know on the film like for instance uh, the one with you know the new one with uh, Jack you know, the new Jack Ryan film just just like I said his work hopefully his work will be appreciated for some time to come so anyways moving on it's just a bigger picture like I said with Ubisoft and their their whole picture of of their downfall uh, right now as far as it's concerned for their year are they packing it in no they still got assassin's creed 4 which quite frankly is in a weird position because assassin's creed 3 when c when e3 was done you and i had already called it the game of the year and we thought it just it looked so tremendous and looked so great and they had it packaged all nice and neat and yet, when the game came out, even though we still gave it a nine here at yourgamesource.com, I think it's one of the most underwhelming nines that we've ever gave uh, a game because we were expecting uh, quite a bit more, uh, even though it was still a very solid game. And I think sales reflected that. It was they were they were good, but they weren't at the level that I think that even Ubisoft uh, expected it to be. I think they they had some of the secret sauce, and they thought that game was going to do bonkers as well. So Assassin's Creed 4 doesn't come out with quite the expectations that Assassin's Creed 3 did, but it certainly looks like it's going to be an awesome game as well. And I think that is going to be a little bit of a bright light for Ubisoft because I think that game is going to do a little bit uh, better, a little bit, not a whole lot, but I said a little bit better than what most analysts are predicting for that game. Just Dance 2014, you know, you can laugh all you want, about Just Dance's place in the Ubisoft chain, but Just Dance has been an incredible windfall for them. It was something that came out of totally left field as far as popularity is concerned. It <laughs> dominated 
you know, you laugh, Nick, but it dominated on the Wii. I believe it is probably the the highest grossing and largest selling game for the Wii that's not a Nintendo brand produced, if I'm not mistaken. If not the most best selling, it's probably the one of the best selling. Uh, and it, it came out on all four. It's you know all the games have come out on all different formats. Until it dies like Guitar Hero. Well. Uh, that's that's the point. I'm hoping that that it won't do that. But for you know, obviously for for Ubisoft, because obviously it would lead to a lot of bad things if that's the case. But uh, I I don't think Just Dance. I think Just Dance 2014. It might be not the time because just simply the fact that you know a lot of people are not looking towards towards getting dance games this year for some reason. It's just not something that people are targeting. Uh, the music and rhythm genres are, are right now in a little bit of cold spell, and I, I think those rhythm type games are, are not exactly people, things that people look forward to as much as they once did. And maybe they'll get the fire and uh, under it for for maybe they'll start burning the fire for it again. But as of right now, it's going to be a, a little bit of a struggle, I think, for Just Dance 2014. So right now, for that Ubisoft, their 2013 is not looking as as strong as it once was just say a couple months ago just when you were you know releasing splinter cell blacklist so i think overall their picture for this year is it's not looking that great but i think for next year if they can provide maybe like i say a new far cry um possibly a rainbow six next gen and then also as well you know add a watchdogs to it their 2014 could be very strong indeed well, I know on the polar end of things, Pokemon. Pokemon, Pikachu, got to catch them all. Yeah, I cannot believe I cannot believe this game is still in existence. Um, well, read the news first and then provide your opinion. <clears throat> Pokemon X and Y have sold a combined total. <laughs> have sold a combined total of more than. Four million units. That is sickening, really. In the first two days, worldwide. In the first two days, worldwide, it sold four million copies between the two games. The figures account for units sold in Asia, Europe, and the Americas for a franchise first simultaneously worldwide, worldwide release. According to Nintendo's internal sales figures, the Pokemon series has sold more than 245 million games worldwide. They said, the early response to Pokemon X and Pokemon Y not only reaffirms the ongoing passion of Pokemon fans, please, but also indicates an entirely new generation of gamers is eager to experience the franchise for itself. No, they aren't. After its release in Asia last year, Nintendo revealed in December that Animal Crossing New Leaf was the first Nintendo 3DS game to cross the 2 million sales mark. April 2013, Nintendo revealed in an earnings report that the game was a major contributor to an increase in digital sales. Yes, it was your only increase to digital sales, to any sales. By June 13th, June 13th, by June 2013, it's getting late, guys. After its release in other territories like North America, Nintendo stock prices rose to a two-year high. Well, considering the fact that Nintendo has had a two-year low, I imagine that's probably a good thing for them. So, Pokemon. Pokemon, Pokemon. Gotta catch them all. Gotta catch them all, Pokemon. Um, why? I just, 
I will never understand why games like this and Call of Duty and Madden. Yeah, I don't know why you people keep buying Madden. Um, if you would stop, they would probably stop making them. Um, well, and I actually, in hindsight, no, they probably wouldn't. They probably would add more useless crap to the game that, well, whatever. That aside, um, Pokemon, I just, uh, I don't know. I think Nintendo's pulling its strings. I, and, and you people just keep buying them. What is so appealing about Pokemon anymore? Gerald? What? Well, I think it's just the fact that it's been a little while since the last release. I think the same thing that applies here with this game applies with uh, GTA V, is that there was a little bit of a break between Pokemon games, and I think that just reacquired the thirst to those individuals. I think it's the fan base, the people who own 3DSs, uh, for the most part, are appealed to it. So young, it. The 3DS itself skews a younger audience, and it skews an audience which has a tendency to stray away from those uber-violent games that you you love so well, Nick, looking at you. Anyways, those those games that, that you have a tendency to to entertain people in a different way, whether it's using the brain games that they used to play on the DS or that they're still, still available on the 3DS, or also as well those games that, that entertain in a different way, like the Cooking Mama games were huge on the 2DS, and, and just basically the dress-up games, Nintendo Pet games. Those games seem to really flourish in the DS era. Now you have the 3DS that has come out and the Pokemon games, which had been such a great hit. And adding on to what you're saying, I mean, the best-selling DS installment of the Pokemon series was Diamond and Pearl, which was way back in 2007 when we were working the store, uh, you know, all the stores we were working at. That posted a worldwide sales of 17.63 million, and the Pokemon franchise as a whole sold, has sold 245. Well, I'm probably going closer to 250 million uh, in sales by now. But yeah, you're like, the, the, the appeal is just that people just the base of the DS has the the install base of the DS really just has a fondness for the Pokemon because that's the type of DS player, for the most part, that's the type of DS player there is. It's just a younger, excuse me, younger audience that's really into those type of games. Also, they really, really soak up a lot of the Japanese-style games still that that the console gamer, the, for the most part, does not choose to, to look into. Uh, even though Japanese games are faring a little bit better on consoles, i.e. Dragon's Crown and Nino Kuni and some others, Catherine and some others, it's still really, really important for the Japanese games, these Japanese games to come out for the portables such as the DS because the install base for them is, is heavily marketed towards that. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, why, did you, why did you once love Pokemon? Um, geez, I can't remember the last time. Probably back on the Game Boy Color was the last time. Our Game Boy Advance was the last time I played Pokemon. Um, but you were you were younger. You were 
had your only game system or your your most used game system was probably a handheld, correct? That Game Boy Color. Yeah, I would. I, I would see. There you go. That's that's as you know. I rudely interrupted you on purpose. That's what I'm trying to tell you is that the same audience that you were once with the Game Boy Color is the target audience and is the you know the bulk of of individuals who make up the DS and three 2DS and 3DS users right now is people, kids, young adults, teens that that really don't like those console type gaming system uh, experiences. I mean, then there's there's a lot of individuals out there like Sam and and Jeremiah who actually have DS and and also as well Joel. Yes, they do like their console gaming. They do like their PC gaming, but also as well, they're, they're very well rounded. But a lot of the individual players that are out there that you know like the 3DS uh, just have the 3DS, and then that's 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 pretty much it. I mean, it is currently the the DS series are are the the most popular game systems of all time. Uh, and we'll soon pass the, the PlayStation 2 for that uh, for that honor. So and the reason why is just because the games that it courts caters to a different audience than the regular console gaming. Yeah, I mean, I, I get that. I, I, you know. But I think it leads to some bigger questions, don't you? Well, I, I just, you know, I, I think what it ultimately plays into is Sadly, we, we've seen we, we've seen a real decline in Nintendo. Uh, we we have, and and looking at games, I, I mean, it's sad, Gerald, that that their handheld games are really the only thing that are keeping them afloat because we all know the Wii U isn't doing anything for them. Um, and I I really think it's uh, again, it's just rehashing the same crap, just like Grand Theft Auto and. And I get that. I get the whole concept. Yes, they're appealing to a younger audience. Yes, I, I understand that it's a traditional game that, you know, years ago that it was a success. Uh, yes, I understand the concept that, well, if it was a success then and it was still a success all these years, and obviously it's going to still be a success in the future. I, you know, I, I understand all the things that, that go into that. However, again, I, it's just, Looking at what Nintendo was, looking at what Nintendo is now, and then speculating what Nintendo will look like in the future, it's it's not looking good. It's it's pretty disappointing to to see one of your quote unquote greatest releases of the year to be Pokemon X and Y. I mean, you gotta you gotta agree with me on that, Gerald. It, it's it's pretty pitiful. It, it's a pretty dark day in Nintendo's history when Pokemon X and Y is probably one of the one of the best releases that you you come out with. Well, let's let's it, put that in a bigger perspective. Again, you know, reading off your script there, what did I say as far as questions that that this should lead to beyond just the 3DS and the 2DS? Well, that, okay, so based on what based on what we had, you know, originally you know, geared our questions toward tonight. For instance, uh, Pokemon having record-breaking sales, um, what does that mean? You know, what what does this mean um, for, you know, Pokemon, Pokemon being uh, a, a top-tier franchise? And in conjunction to that, should it have been on the Wii U instead? And and if, 
Um, if and when Pokemon, you know, game does come out to the system, uh, can it save the Wii U? If it ever came out on the Wii U, um, no. <laughs> well, don't be too sure on that because the game with the remember the the Wii U is a glorified large version of a of a two DS, so it's got you know you're using dual screens. I, I think that in many ways. The Wii U emulates the DS simply because of the fact that the games are the Uber shooters are not as prevalent and it's not as focused as on the Wii U as say on the Xbox One, the Xbox 360, the PS3, and the PS4. Like you know what Mario games are are featured, Luigi games are featured, and most importantly. Zelda games like the new Wind Walker HD remake, which has bumped up and been a been a nice bump up for sales for the Wii U. Uh, as I noted in a recent column on my Yes Elvis Lives, uh, my Yes Elvis Lives blog of infamy, which you can catch at www.yourgamesource.com/slash/yeselvislives.html, I mentioned that I I foresaw that this would be, and it is has been. A, a bump up for in sales that that Wind Waker HD has created, but I think a Pokemon game, seeing as how it's been so successful now on the 2DS and the 3DS, the 2DS conveniently coming out in line uh, with it, uh, with the release of Pokemon X and Y. Yeah, because that uh, was the plan, right? Yes, that was the plan. I just think that if it were. To, if they Nintendo were to be smart enough to to put a Pokemon game on the the Wii U, that it could potentially at least give it a much bigger bump up than even the HD remake of Zelda is currently doing. I think it would be a nice bump up, and I, I really think it would allow at least you know some time for for Nintendo to make the system more viable with more titles beyond that, because I think Pokemon in essence could possibly save the Wii U from doom ultimate doom in my well, opinion on that. We are about overdue for a break. So let's go to a break. When we come back, finish up with one of the most interesting segments of the evening until we return. Pokemon, Pokemon, Pikachu, Pikachu, the Round Table of Doom. All right, and welcome to the Round Table of Doom. I feel doomed because I'm what listening is- to you. Shut up. With the Watchdogs announcement and most likely others that are pending. Do you still want a next-gen system now? Should you wait? If you should wait, when is the right time to get one? Riddle me this, Batman. Well, Gerald. I feel I sick after that intro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, since you are actually getting a next-gen system, because, you know, those of us who are privileged to have that opportunity... Um, as one privileged to have that opportunity, what is your opinion? Is is the PlayStation 4 going to be worth picking up if it doesn't have a game like Watch Dogs to go along with it? Uh, you know, I'm still going to pick it up. I still am 
highly interested. In... <laughs> Gerald, you can pick up the order. <laughs> I am still going to pick up my pre-order day one of PS4, since obviously you will not allow me to talk, sir. I'll smack you. Anyways, I'm I'm still going to pick it up, but to really right now tell somebody convincingly that they're it's the right time to get one. I'd have to say for both systems, no, quite frankly. I think it's uh, a little bit hard to say. I'm looking at the, the first-party lineups. I'm looking at the lineups for next-gen crossover titles. I'm looking at, at the entire catalog now of games uh, that will be releasing with those next-gen releases. And I don't see anything that stands out anymore. Watch Dogs for me stood out, and and to be honest with you, it's going to be that, and and possibly Battlefield Four, and and maybe another game that I was going to get at the time of purchase. And uh, you know, a lot of the wind took you know just left my left my sails uh, regarding next gen, the the next gen anticipation I had, and I still at this time am still you know somewhat intrigued and. And interested in still getting the unit, obviously enough that I'm still going to pay for it and buy it and whatnot. But I just, uh, I think for a lot of people that it is now time to be in a waiting mode to see the these games come out next year, like Infamous, Second Son, Titanfall, which you love oh so dearly, also as well, The Order 1888, or what is it, 1889, or what is it? What year I, I don't is know, it? But that, that game actually does look pretty good. Yeah, I mean that that was that's something that's probably not going to be coming out for a little while uh, next year at the earliest. So the order the order eighteen eighty six is I knew it was something eighteen eighty ish, um, and I just you know kind of disappointed exactly with with the uh, with the overall releases. I understand PS four is going to have more titles in the launch window than Xbox Xbox One. And obviously, you know the the looming issue of Connect making it a hundred dollars more expensive for the Xbox One makes it an even tougher sell at this point in time. But as I said on a previous podcast, which I've said I believe on number eighty three, and if you want to listen to it, go right ahead. It's a great podcast. Sam rips on both me, Drake, the Drake, me. The Drake and Nick all in one podcast, so that's always fun. But I believe I did say on that podcast that that I thought that it was just getting harder and harder to buy and and look for next gen games that that are really go getters for for an audience out there, and to have a, that must have game is is really harder to find in this list of of opening titles for the next gen launch. So. I really think for them, for for Microsoft 2014, as I stated in that podcast, was going to be a much better year. And consequently, that the holiday 2014 season will be a strong one for them. And it's going to be tough for PS4 to match up. I think PS4 would definitely have an early lead. But unless PS4 gets some really strong titles, exclusives for next year that that microsoft xbox one will catch up and i think if you're talking about you know if you're going to be holding off on a purchase i think probably 
halfway through the summer, possibly into August, maybe September. If sales are still sluggish, maybe Xbox One will, will reduce its price accordingly. Uh, here's hoping that might happen. So keep hoping. Uh, keep hoping. Uh, I don't know. People, some pundits seem to think that they're going to drop the price. I think they're going to wait for Halo and Titanfall to come out to save them before they'll start thinking about if they're going to be able to. Uh, I don't know to be able to to even catch up. So. It's entirely up to you out there, of course, on how you want to. How you want to. It's entirely up to you how you want to spend your money. But I think at this point in time, it would be wise for someone who has not yet plunked the four hundred or five hundred dollars to wait until there are more attractive titles to come out for the the PlayStation Four and Xbox One before you decide on getting one. Like I said, I still wish to do it because it's it's part of my job. Plus, also, it gets a, another high-quality Blu-ray in the house, uh, which we do kind of start thinking the need to do because my PS3 is getting up in years. It's a first-day PS3, so it is literally, what, seven years old. So I think it's just time that, that you know we, we evolved into a new system. But for many others, it's it doesn't look like it needs to be the right time for them. I... I cannot wholeheartedly stand by say and say, hey, you need to get this system now on either a Microsoft or Sony's uh, forefront. Uh, how about yourself, sir? I don't know. I mean, you know, t- take it from a perspective of somebody who, you know, isn't going to be actively, you know, um, in actively purchasing a next-gen system, at least not immediately. But I, I think you you know the best analogy is is that you know they you really take the wins out of the sales by by taking away some of the some of the games that were that were going to kind of go down and you know in in in, in gaming history and and really make a historical kind of landmark in the next uh, you know the next release of the next generation systems uh, I don't know I mean without good games why would you waste your money buying the system. I mean, when 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 you come when it when it comes down to it, when when you come down to the core, you know, I'm not going to go out and buy an Xbox One just because of smart glass or, you know, just because it's a good home entertainment system component to add to my television. I, what, what reason am I going to go out and get it if I if I don't have the, you know, the games or the the, the motivation to to you know I'm not going to be really compelled to get it if I'm not going to have games to play on it. So, um. All these delays could could really potentially lead for a weak release, but you know that doesn't seem to be affecting pre-orders on the system. So I, you know, Gerald, I I don't know. I give up trying to understand people or why they do things. It just doesn't make sense to me anymore. But that is my short, angry Nick opinion on that. Uh, yeah. Okay. I'll, uh, all right, I'll just have to let it go. I think I'll let it all go at this point in time. You're going to let all what go? Um, all my second guessing and questioning of you for what you just said. Yo, I think I just, uh, seeing how that, that you're going to be, uh, you know, doing what you're doing, saying what you're saying. I think uh, at this point in time, you should... 
you know, whenever time is right and you get a PS4 or Xbox One, you can tell me from there how much you like it. Okay. <laughs> okay. That sounds like a plan. I, I, would, well, I, I would come over and try yours, but I'm not allowed in your house. <laughs> yes, and I just made that rule of doing so. <laughs> well, folks, thanks for joining us. Uh, you, can, you can actually come over to the house uh, when I get it. You'll be allowed there. Okay. <laughs> As always, I'll, uh, I'll just I'll just smack your hand when you try to reach for one the, into the cookie jar. As always, you can you can tell how you can tell the 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 man love between your old and I. Thank you, folks. As always, for joining us today, um, today and every other of the eighty other eighty three podcasts and all the Game Source Plus ones and all the other things that Game Source does and sponsors and all the plugs that we place in. Um, know that we um, we wouldn't be where we are and who we are today if it wasn't for uh, you know it wasn't for our committed fans and. Uh, you know, for for uh, I just want to give a shout out to all the developers um, and and publishers uh, alike who have um, really truly um, gone out of their way to to share um, you know review keys with us and everything else, so that we're able to provide um, you folks out there uh, not only you guys but you know the developers and the publishers alike you know reviews on their on their great games. So. I just feel like they need a good shout out for that, and we want to just thank you on behalf of Game Source and uh, shout out, shout out. <laughs> but thank you for joining us today. Uh, know that we are your number one source of all that is gaming and all that is gaming multimedia and aggregate news here at your Game Source www.yourgamesource.com. Remember, we are the latest and greatest in all that is gaming. You can check us out here. Um, at our website, as well as on iTunes, um, as Gerald put a nice plug in earlier about the mobile app, which is free ninety nine. Everyone likes free, right? And uh, yes, and, and what's uh, what's going on with iTunes? You, you know, obviously, uh, iTunes is going to have all of our regular podcasts. But when will the plus ones uh, come on board? Because I know that's something that you and I have talked about. We are expecting the plus ones to be on board on uh, with iTunes. I want to say mid next week. I'll hold you to that. Yes, mid next week. We're probably looking at uh, well, probably uh, let's just say by the end of next week because we have our uh, Game Source special podcast on Wednesday. That may not provide us enough time to be able to. uh, to get the rest of those uploaded, but we will, we'll, we'll try. That sounds fair enough. Cause you know, we all want to, we all want to, you know, be at that game source podcast. Cause it's going to be cool. And we hope that other folks will join us there. So, but uh, anyway, I think that'll about wrap it up. What do you think, sir? I think it's just about wrapped up, only that I'm so sad. Yeah, I really want to apologize to everyone out there because I'm a little bit little bit down because Watch Dogs. And you know from from in the past, remember the year I actually had it posted on the page exactly You know how many games this game got delayed. This game delayed until, was it last year? Was it, I think it was delayed until 2012, 2013. So one of the years I did that. And then it was like a big, almost took up half a page the number of titles that had had delayed until that next year. I just think that Watch Dogs, I'm afraid, and I'm so, so afraid. You know, I should have mentioned this earlier that this is going to lead into a 
a snowball, uh, you know, almost like an avalanche full of other titles that are going to now say, hey, uh, we're going to delay it too. If if Ubisoft's going to pull the plug on Watch Dogs until 2014, maybe we should do so as well, which would make the next gen launch even uh, less amazing. So I'm kind of kind of concerned, but maybe on our next podcast, on our Halloween podcast, uh, things will be changed, and I'll I'll make sure to tell everyone out there exactly how it is. And hope for the best, so maybe things will turn around. And good fortune for all of us gamers. Hopefully so, but the um, only way you'll find out is if you tune in, folks. Tune in. Tune in. Tune in. You know you want to. (laughs) Well, thank you. uh, Thank you as always. And uh, until the next Game Source podcast, Arrivederci. See ya. And watchdogs, I wouldn't want to be. Your life force is running out. All right. No strange noises? Coming from you, you always. <laughs>